Here by the Owl podcast is a podcast for owlets and wise owls alike. Join hosts Nikki Fiddle-Eye-Doll and Brianna Briegel along with rotating owls from across the country as they discuss what it takes to advise from time to time. Our podcast is fueled by the true knowledge from empowering agricultural education instructors and ripen with the wisdom you will never learn in a textbook. Welcome back to another episode of Here by the Owl podcast. We're so excited to be here with our friend Amber to talk about engaging students virtually, uh, whether that's in FFA meetings, um, fun FFA activities. So Amber, before we get into that, why don't you start by introducing yourself and letting us know where you teach and a little bit about your school. Yeah, definitely. So my name is Amber and um, I am an ag teacher in Northeastern North Carolina. So I am in my fifth year currently. Um, I actually worked for 4-H for a few years before I jumped into the classroom. So um, unofficially, I guess it's like my eighth or ninth year teaching, but official capacity five. Um, so I'm at a charter school, a K through 12 charter school, which is a little different, uh, but I teach seventh through 12th grade agriculture. Um, our charter school in total K through 12 only has a thousand students and maybe about three to 400 of those students are in our um, eighth through 12th grade building. So our FFA chapter has about 70 members this school year, uh, which is the highest we've had. So um, kind of excited about that, especially virtually. And I'm really excited because almost half of those are seventh and eighth graders this year. So, you know, our, as our high schoolers age out and graduate, we're getting more middle schoolers, which is exciting. Um, but we teach a, I teach a wide variety of, of classes, ag classes. I'm a single teacher program. And so I teach it all. We have horticulture, animal science, equine science, sustainable ag production, and ag science. So I've taught a lot of different things the last couple of years, but um, that's a, pretty much what our program is. It's just a wide variety. No, oh, that's awesome. Just to hear, I love hearing about different people's programs and how different they are and unique. Um, so you're still virtual, right? You've been virtual this whole time. Yes, we have been virtual the whole time. Um, that may change tomorrow night at our board meeting, but uh, so far we have been virtual this whole time. So crazy it's been different. <laughs> so that being said, and Nikki kind of mentioned it already, um, we've seen all the cool things that you've been doing or some of the cool things you've been doing for your FFA members. So um, kind of describe what some of those things are and then how you really get your FFA members to buy into those since you are virtual. Sure. So we, the perks of a small school, a small charter school is that we're one of only two clubs really in the high school age group. Um, and really in the whole school. And we're the only club that hasn't stopped um, since we left school back in March. Um, so that was my main goal as an advisor was to make sure that even though everything we had in the summer, and then we found out we were gonna be virtual coming back to school, that was my main goal is to make sure that I didn't stop pushing my kids and that my kids didn't stop. Um, and that has been the biggest thing that has helped our program um, we continued on with uh, officer selections during the summer. It was later than normal, but at least it still happened in the summer. And we had virtual officer training at the end of summer. And so that was, I think, another thing that kind of helped the chapter keep going is that my officer team 
jumped in virtually in the beginning. So um, they didn't kind of have that negative side effect of like doing stuff in person and then all of a sudden have to go virtual. Um, but we we have planned activities throughout the whole school year to do virtually just because it could change at any point. Um, so we're gonna keep things virtual the rest of the year, regardless if we come back in person or not. Um, and yeah, I mean, just, I think the officer team working together in a virtual officer training capacity and already knowing that there was a high possibility our whole year would be virtual. So we only plan virtual activities has helped because then they don't get disappointed if they plan something in person and it doesn't work out um, or anything like that. And I feel too, even if you do come back face-to-face, -face, something virtually is maybe easier to modify for in-person than it is to reframe their thinking to make everything virtual. So um, definitely. And and not everybody will come back in person. Um, like it's not going to be a 100% everyone come back. It'll still be hybrid. Right. Which gives you a little bit of equity for your kids that <clears throat> aren't back with you. So that being said, you're doing these activities like throughout the year, uh, these are within your FFA meetings, some outside of your FFA meetings. Let's highlight a few of your favorite activities that you, you and your students have done this year virtually. Okay, um, so I have two things. I have one thing that was really fun at our one of our virtual FFA meetings. Um, I challenged my officer team to team up into pairs and they planned like a mini um, ag advocacy workshop for our FFA members. And so we did this back in September when they have Teach Ag Day, we had our meeting the next day. And so um, our officer team split up and they planned these little ag advocacy workshops. Um, and it was cool to watch them kind of get creative with the breakout rooms and how to play games virtually with their members online and things like that. The music, the PowerPoints they created, it was really fun. Um, Traditionally, it's fun seeing them create the posters and all that stuff in person, but this was a cool twist. Um, thankfully, during our officer training, we had a state officer train our kids on virtual workshops. So our state FFA staff has done really great to prepare our state officer team to teach workshops virtually, and they were able to work with my officer team in the summer to kind of give them those tips on how to stay, how to interact and engage members virtually, virtually, sorry. So that was a really cool meeting. Um, but the other thing that has been, I think the most fun part of this school year so far virtually, I have a really good friend and he's been on your show. Um, his name is Eric Godwin. And he was one of my first friends when I started teaching ag in North Carolina. And he's written a book called Impact My Life. And he reached out to us at the beginning of the school year after an alumni member purchased some books from him for my officer team. And so we have teamed up throughout the year a little bit um, to kind of use what he has in a virtual matter for our students and our members. Um, so he came and visited a meeting through Zoom and talked to the students and told them you know, how he got to where he is as an author and why he created the challenges that he has in his book. And then in turn, we've taken those challenges, the ones that can be done independently and virtually and easy for teenagers, and we have made those as challenges for our members. So we post them all over social media. Um, each month we've had a different challenge. So we've done um, 
the first challenge was like a pickup trash challenge. So the whole month they had to pick up trash. And then the second one, we did like a fitness one to get your miles in, um, which was inspired by his book, not necessarily from his book. And then in December, we did two challenges throughout the month of December that were directly from his book. And so our students have been taking pictures of them doing the challenges, sending them to me. And then in turn, I have a bunch of prizes that I mail to them if they participate and things like that. So um, that, that's been the most fun because that's been an ongoing activity and our students have been pretty engaged in that. So how many students would you say you typically have, like um, if you're doing something kind of live on Zoom, like whether that's a meeting or whether that's um, a different activity, how many do you usually have participate in that? Um, we have been pretty steady with about 30 students at our meetings on Zoom, which I was really shocked by, um, but I feel like we already don't offer a whole lot at our school for extracurricular. We're really low in the athletics too. We don't, as a charter school, we just don't offer every sport because there's not enough students, not enough coaches. So there's not a ton of extracurricular for our students. So we have a great interaction level in person, and I was really hoping it would stick virtually, and it, it has. We're not near as many participating students as we would be in person, um, but we have had pretty good participation. Um, and I think that has a lot to do with us just continuing to go, um, whereas another club at our school, you know, they... They had a grace period where they they weren't sure how to do things virtually and so they didn't and now it's hard to get the kids back engaged into it virtually um, same thing happens with school too so what types of prizes do you send them you know that's always i think mm -hmm. that you know when covid goes away and we can all be normal prizes are something that uh, we're always going to give out. So it's always interesting to like make a list of fun things. And I always love to hear what people give out because I always get good ideas. So right. what are your kids really into right now that you're giving as prizes? And obviously you're mailing them too. So that adds, you know, uh, another challenge. Yeah. So we've been fortunate to to not have to mail all of them. Um, I've kept going with some of our typical traditional activities like our mum fundraiser last fall. And um, we give the, the members a t-shirt when they join and become a member. And so we've had a couple of like pickup days for those things. And so I can kind of give prizes out then too. Um, so I took full advantage during national convention when they were doing all those sales and all the clearance like sales and wipeouts. And I normally do that in person too at national convention. I'll just stock up on FFA swag. My kids make fun of me for using the word swag. But I'm like, that's what it is. It is swag. Like that's what you call these things. So um, I, that's what I stick with is just FFA stuff, FFA swag um, between the different balls that they have in the FFA store because they have I think they have like a soccer ball football basketball and then socks lanyards keychains my kids really like coffee mugs um which I feel is not a hundred percent across the board for teenagers but um my kids really like coffee mugs so um also t-shirts that are in the clearance section from shop FFA all of those things um and then over the years, I've collected free stuff from conferences and from farm shows and things like that. And so I give those out too, and kids are stoked to get them. And uh, do you guys just use FFA money for that? Or are you going to sponsor to cover those costs? 
we do use FFA money. Um, we do have sponsors for specific things, but um, we've been really fortunate enough to have very active um, alumni, parents, and students that our fundraisers have gone pretty well. Um, we're self-sufficient. Our school doesn't give our FFA chapter any money. So um, we also don't have Perkin funds at my school. And so like, because I'm literally the only CTE class that really is taught at my school. So um, we have to be self-sufficient because of that, because I know a lot of CTE programs will give chapters and ad classes money through Perkins funds, but we don't have that option. So um, I have pushed fundraisers a lot. Um, we do two to three big fundraisers throughout the school year. So when you host your your different events like over Zoom, how do you make sure that they're engaging for students? Because I think all of us as teachers especially can think of several meetings that we've sat in over Zoom where like you just are on your phone the whole time or you're just not engaged or you're doing something else and your camera's off and you know the list goes on and on. So how do you make sure that your students are engaged with what's happening? So I think what's worked out best for us for virtual engagement is to keep it short and sweet. And I think that's why our activities are kind of over time and not just crammed into an FFA meeting because they can only take so much more time Zoom or more time virtual, you know, face-to-face -face through a computer after being in school all day. Um, we don't teach on Fridays. So like we don't have live instruction on Fridays. So I try to make our meetings on Fridays. That way students are gener generally done with homework and they haven't been on the computer all day already. Um, and I think that has helped. But um, we usually will play a game at the beginning. The officer team will lead a game at the beginning, uh, whether it's like run and go find this item and bring it back to the camera or this or that. Um, there's a wide variety that our officer team has done. And then we just run through like our business, what's coming up, what's happening, what are some important things. And then um, we kind of just leave it at that. Sometimes we'll leave the Zoom open for about 30 minutes after because a lot of my kids like to just hang out with each other. Um, but we've only really had two meetings where we've had scheduled structured activities and that was the guest speaker and the ag advocacy um and th that i could tell like those were losing some kids after a while so we try to keep the meeting short and sweet and then you know push the activities in between meetings um some other things that we've done like long term in between the meetings um we borrowed an idea from madison high school in um, North Carolina, and there's an ag teacher there, Adam, and he um, created this like e-games activity where he had his students sign up to be in an e-games tournament, and they picked like a couple of i-games and a couple of Snapchat games, and then they had brackets, and so we kind of took their idea and made it fit for our kids, and so that was another thing that has kept our kids engaged because at the next couple meetings, they're always like, oh, who's on the bracket? Who's on the bracket? So, you know, it encouraged them to come to the meeting that day, at least to find out if they were in the bracket still. So what are some of your tips? I'm sure some people listening are just there. They want to throw their hands in the air. They're frustrated with, you know, everything and being virtual still. And I can't imagine we've been face to face and I'm, I'm thankful for that. So way to go for you to push through and challenge your kids in a really tough time to be an ag teacher and to be an FFA member. 
But what are your tips for those people listening? And even the people face-to-face -face hybrid, I mean, it all brings its own special challenges. What are your tips with engaging uh, students more in a virtual setting? My biggest tip would probably be on the advisor side, like don't let there be too much time in between things because you'll lose the kids quickly, especially if you're 100% virtual. If there's been, you know, too much of a significant amount of time between stuff, the kids kind of step back and they're like, oh, well, it wasn't that important anyways. Um, in their minds, that's kind of how they start to see it. Um, and we, we had a brief meeting in January because I had the opportunity as a, a national ag teacher ambassador to have a national officer meet with us. But originally we didn't have a meeting planned for January because my officer team was focusing on um, FFA week for February and what to do during the month of February virtually for that. And I could kind of sense from my parents and from my members who were contacting me like, are we doing anything with FFA? Um, so, once you stop, it's kind of like they 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 want it, but then they they may lose interest. So um, consistency is key, like especially in a virtual standpoint. Don't stop once you get going. And same thing for your officer team. That's one thing I've learned about my officer team this year. They're great, and they would kill it if we were in person. But they're rocking it really great now virtually. Um, but I know if I don't keep kind of encouraging them they get overwhelmed with school and they get overwhelmed with not seeing their friends and things like that. So from an officer standpoint, that's it's kind of extra on us, but I feel like we do that already, especially with our officer team and some of our active members, you know, keep encouraging them and keep, um, keep the, the ball going, the momentum going. Um, don't let yourself kind of stop things, I guess, which is really hard. <laughs> Do you have any advice for teachers like maybe that haven't done a whole lot with FFA this year just because it has been so crazy and um, you know a lot of the school year is gone but we also still I know some people just started their second semester and we do still have four months left of school so um, any like kind of small steps to get started and still do something with FFA this year? I mean, it's not too late to kind of try to get your kids involved and active. And as you gear up for summer, which our state, <laughs> our state has already canceled things for our summer. Um, we've already moved, they've already moved convention to virtual and they've already canceled camp. And for our ag teachers in our state, I know that's very disappointing and disheartening and like that can totally make us lose our motivation. Well, why should we even bother to try to keep doing stuff the rest of this year? But on the flip side, um, they are still going to do virtual CDEs the next couple of months. So that's kind of your, your attack there as an ag teacher in North Carolina. Um, but in general, I mean, it's not too late. If you feel like you have students that would engage and be virtual, uh, even if you don't have an officer team because that just didn't pan out this year, um, pick a couple of students in your ad class that are also an FFA that show promise and give them that opportunity to take that leadership step. And then, and especially if it's somebody that's never applied for an officer position, this might give them that encouragement to officially go into leadership, you know, in the future. Um, so I, I think my biggest advice is just know that it's not too late. Um, and lean on the kids because I'm sure the kids really are itching for things to do. I know ours are like they are missing socialization so bad. 
um, and they they miss sports and all of that stuff. So, um, you know, having FFA at least on the, the side to keep them involved in something a little bit more fun than just sitting in class all day, uh, it, has, it has helped our students stay engaged. I think it's really easy to get discouraged too. I mean, even, so in, per even in person, I mean, you know, planning an FFA meeting, helping your kids and and then not very many people show up. And I'm, I'm sure that was a thought of yours, uh, planning these virtual things, like what if we do this and it's just the officers? But you have to remember too, that you gotta show up for the kids that are there. And if that's five or 30, I mean, make it worth it. Um, I got advice a long time ago because um, I was always comparing myself to other programs and from a really small school, that's hard because you only have so many kids. And I was told, spoil the hell out of the kids you have. Mm -hmm. um, and it does wonders because those kids then feel special. And then soon they bring somebody else and um, you just get, get more and more. And like you said, lean on those kids or, you know, your kids have great ideas. Like ask one mm -hmm. of them, it doesn't have to be an officer to plan the meeting. Uh, and they're going to feel like you know, they're the, the coolest person ever. Um, and they're gonna feel like so excited to be involved on a different level too. So, um, but, so you mentioned National FFA Week, any tea on what your kids are doing <laughs> virtually? I mean, we're not um, virtual. So I don't think we can talk about virtual things, but you are, so. Right. Um, well, yeah, I can I can share a little bit about what we're doing. And honestly, um, I got some of our ideas from the virtual coffee during Germinate um, because there, we we talked for like almost 30 minutes about just National FFA Week ideas. Um, so if the board decides tomorrow night that we, we're going to come back hybrid in person, our kids would actually come back that week, um, which is exciting. But at the same time, I know administration is not going to want you know, FFA week craziness on top of first week back. So we're going to keep things virtual regardless of what happens. Um, I think our biggest goal, and I say our, it's the students, honestly, my officer team has done a wonderful job planning this year. Um, we had a, our reporter wrote an article to go into the Welcome to Tarboro magazine, which is our town magazine. Um, and that just explained the history of FFA week and what our chapter is and then a little bit about what we're planning to do virtually and that got approved and was in the magazine so that was kind of our our big step and we're still going to request a proclamation from our town council and from our school board so our traditional things that we've always done in person we're still going to try to do we will have dress up days, but they'll be virtual. So we're gonna encourage students to take selfies and send them in and we'll post them on our social media. Um, and then our officer team is working on like a virtual bingo card that can be posted on Instagram and students will have those challenges throughout the week. Um, we're also doing something really new and really cool. And I sort of was inspired by Sarah Nurswick for this idea um, because she does a panel with her students. Um, I think it's with careers, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, she uses panels a lot. So um, we are going to do an FFA panel night on Wednesday during our FFA week and it'll be on Zoom. And what are what the officer team, I gave them the idea and then I let them plan the details. And what they decided is we would have a current FFA member 
a current officer, a past FFA member, an alumni, um, a parent, and then myself and possibly our principal would be on the panel. And the, the goal is to kind of just make awareness about FFA a little bit more prevalent in our school and in our community. So we'll post the link for people to join in on Zoom. Specifically, we want to target our parents at the K through six level because their students haven't had the opportunity to take ag or be exposed to FFA yet. And so this is kind of our, I guess recruitment, you could call it a recruitment night um, for younger students in our school and other parents in our school. Um, but the officer team wants to come up with questions to ask us on the panel so that other parents that don't have kids in FFA and other students can jump in and kind of check it out. So that's really exciting. We'll see how it goes. It's the first time we've ever done anything like that. So I'm really excited about that. Um, and then of course we'll end the week with a virtual FFA meeting. So, um, but those are some of the things there's more, but um, you can definitely check out our social media to keep up with that. Um, the FFA chapter has an Instagram account as well as a Facebook. So the Instagram is um, at official NECP FFA. And then if you just look up NECP FFA on Facebook, you should find it. Um, but I can give you guys the link to share with everybody else. I love that. Uh, and I like how you're, you know, keeping some traditional things alive, even while you're virtual and uh, sprinkling in some new stuff. The panel is going to be so awesome. What I think a good prize would be like free FFA membership the following school year, a free FFA jacket, like some fun stuff there to get some parents involved. I think that's so cool. Um, so those of you listening, you know, go back to episode 50. That was our national FFA week episode to get some ideas. Um, Amber gave you some great ideas here for virtual engagement with your kids um, and virtual engagement during National FFA Week. Uh, Amber, if people want to get in contact with you, um, how should they do that? So I do have an Instagram account that I use for like ag ed and teacher stuff, and it's at the needy owl, and that's N-E-A-D, um, which is my last name. So, um, and I mean, I'm, I'm more than what happy to talk to people on Facebook if they look me up on Facebook. Um, but yeah. Well, thank you, Amber. If you're listening and you know somebody that this episode would help, please share that with them. Uh, share it on social media and uh, tag here by the OWL podcast and, uh, and Amber as well to share the great takeaways you're getting from this episode. And like always, if you have a future topic idea or wish to be a guest, reach out to here by the OWL podcast on Facebook and Instagram.